I'm currently watching Jem grab her. Oh, those are big ass cards. My tarot cards. Yeah. They're my instructional tarot cards. Or for people who can't see. Because they're that. bigger than hell. Or, or that. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. This is We're Not Together, and we're currently recording on the floor. <laughs> of my bedroom? Of Jen's bedroom. Uh, Surrounded by incense. We are. We have a very nice... Um, we, have a, we have a very nice mood. I was just telling her earlier, you know, with the incense going, she's got a pillow and a blanket... And I had some nice music, you know, it was low lighting, I had some music playing, told her, I said, we're about to get laid. Totally. Yeah, this is nice. We're yeah. having, we're having a great time and we're on the floor. So I just want you to know that not every podcast is high tech and perfect. We are literally recording on a cell phone <laughs> and we're just, we're fucking winging it right now, aren't we? Yep. Yep. That's swinging it. Yep. We're, we're, we're winging it. <laughs> we're doing with what we have right now because of life reasons so this is this is why we're here how are you doing um i'm good i just noticed a thing on your keyboard that i need to take out. what is that it's a piece of paper oh and there's um, also hair well it happens in my room yeah it does i my hair just doesn't like to stay on my head she uh how do i describe this uh when we when we lived together you could always tell when she had been in a room previous because <laughs> there'd be little hairballs everywhere. She's yeah. kind of like having a pet. Because, I'm a cat. Yeah. Only I don't spit out the hair. No, balls. it, it just comes out it of just me. falls out of her head. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they just fly out. Yeah. So you always knew when she was around, you just follow the hair. I do leave a little trail. <laughs> I can <laughs> never disappear. I think. No, never. <laughs> or commit the perfect murder. I can't. No, you'd be so screwed. <laughs> Please don't try and kill anyone. You would, you would be, you would be so caught so quick. There would be no like, you know, you know, CNN special or like, you know, they would find me in five minutes. No, sixty minutes special. What happened to this person? Oh no, I got you, bitch. Here you go, <laughs> DNA evidence. You would have to go bald or something. There's no way. I would shave my. No, I feel like there would somehow be. Like the hair would be on my clothes, even if I shaved my head. Well, you wouldn't. If you were smart enough, you wouldn't shave it like right before the murder. You gotta wait like maybe a day. You gotta you gotta plan this out. If I this, just have to plan this out. Yeah. yeah, it can't be a spontaneous murder for you. There's no way in hell. I'm sorry. Oh, so so that's I guess the difference between um, sociopath and psychopath. Like sociopaths just murder people. Yeah, and psychopaths have to plan it. Yeah. So I would have to do the psychopath murder. Just just watch a bunch of uh, Criminal Minds. You'll figure it out. It'll be fun. Okay. I got it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. I do what I can to educate, you know, fellow uh, serial killers. Please don't. Fellow? What are you talking oh about? <laughs> what have you done? I just put myself in a really bad position. And I didn't mean to at all. I couldn't. I couldn't. I can't. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give the bad impression that I'm a fellow serial killer. We just need to not talk about this anymore. <laughs> we just went so off the wall. Bitch, we are recording on my phone. The FBI is listening <laughs> on my phone. Yeah, and we have our computers open. So the FBI agent that's watching us, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please don't come and track me down. Okay, I, I don't have me down. I'm putting myself out there. I'm sorry, FBI agent. You're probably your name is probably Record Shock or some weird name like that. Hey, there might be female FBI agents. So Beverly, I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know. Sharon, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Sharon's like 50 and divorced and just wants this to This is that. entertainment for her. I'm trying to liven up your night, honey. I'm sorry. Okay. So we have a, um, a somewhat relevant societal topic to talk about. Would well, you we say- had a new beginning thing. Thingy, yeah. Thingy. Well, I was getting into that. Oh, sorry. I was segueing. I'm trying to be professional. Oh, I, I didn't catch didn't. that. No, I'm not. I can't. Apparently, <laughs> I'm not professional. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sharon. I didn't. She didn't mean to interrupt. Um, <laughs> no, Sharon. I, <laughs> I meant it, Sharon. <laughs> well, anyway, we are gonna. Um, our topic today, we're gonna be talking about is um the topic of minimalism. It's a huge thing right now. On the internet, mostly, it's a lifestyle thing, it's a clothing thing, it's a stuff thing. But what I want to ask, and we'll both go into it, what do you what do you believe when it comes to minimalism today? Today, um, um, be honest. Honestly, uh, I believe it's a good way to throw things out. <laughs> Yes. And that's about its only function. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay, I wanna add a disclaimer that people that listen to us that do practice minimalism in any way this whole episode, we're going to be exploring what we feel about it, what we found about it, and what our opinions are about it. We are no way bashing this kind of lifestyle. Yeah, this is very much like this is more. A, an outsider's perspective yeah, into a new topic. Exactly. Definitely new to me. Yes. Or newer to me than to you, mm-hmm. than to Sam. Yeah. Um, so these are just like, re- kind of like those reaction videos. It's pretty much a reaction <laughs> podcast. No, yeah, this to is a topic. Yes. <laughs> this is exactly what it's going to be. Um, I personally believe I actually do practice some quote unquote minimalism things. Uh, I have, um, I have personally participated in a uh, minimalist clothing challenge. If you have me on Instagram, SMTHA underscore mafia, (laughs) got to plug myself in there. Mm -hmm. I did do, I want to say it was last year. I did do um, a clothing challenge called the 333 challenge. If you ever want to look up the tag on Instagram, you can get an idea of what it is. But I did do that and that's been my only, I guess, uh, real minimalism thing that I've actually documented and have done. But I do kind of practice that in a way, like Jen was saying, I throw a lot of shit out. You do. And I like it. Yeah. I like it. I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> so when she throws shit out, she just gives them to me, if that's any indication of how. Well, <laughs> it's me. Well, no, that is true. It's either you literally throw, I literally throw a lot of stuff away or I give them away to charity or I'll give them to her because I know she'll use them. Yeah. Because they literally, you know, if it's stuff, most of the time it's clothes, we'll just sit in my closet and I don't got fucking shit to do with it. So I'm like, you go, just take it. So it's it's less clothes that she would have to buy and then I would donate it. And when we lived together, I used to borrow your clothes all the time yes. anyway. Yes. So it's, <laughs> I know it's going to a good place. Yes. So I don't feel bad about getting rid of it. Charity of gem. Yes. Charity of gem. You just got to get, you know, the, the trademark. 
and then the nonprofit the status. No, yeah, the nonprofit <laughs> status. And then you'll be good. I'm good. I can do that. Yeah. So we're going to go into what, uh, what we think minimalism is and what we've kind of researched on what it is and just kind of figure it out really yeah. just cause personally to me, from what I see on mostly on Instagram, it's very big on Instagram mm. and I, I, I won't lie. I do follow a couple of, um, Instagram accounts that are solely based on the act of the minimalist lifestyle. And sometimes I'm not going to lie to you. They annoy me because <laughs> I feel that it's a, I don't know. It's part of the brand, which it may as well might be, but they're constantly like, you know, once you get rid of the clutter out of, you know, your home or your closet, you can declutter your mind. And it's like the constant just rewarding of that same thing over and over, I feel. And see, to me, and this tying it back to mysticism, that just sounds like what the the point of a ritual is. Yeah. You do something over and over in order to get yourself in a certain mindset. Right. Um, they've just chosen to do it in a decluttering way, but you could easily apply that sort of ritualistic mindset to anything you want to accomplish. Right. So to me, it's just like one more ritual. Right. But also, you know, as you know, when I was first getting into it and then when I was first trying to do, ow, I almost took out my earring. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh my God. Holy crap. All right. We're going to take, we're going to take the hoop earring off. We're going to only do it with one earring. Cause I almost, I almost kill my earlobe. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, when I was first researching uh, the three 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 challenge and looking into what really minimalism was, you know, that's a lot of what I saw. You know, was declutter. You know, declutter your your space, declutter your closet, declutter, de- ugh, declutter your life. Mm-hmm. So when I first got into it, I'm like, that can't be all of what this is. And when I actually tried to research it, try and figure it out. I feel like there's, you know, it's one of those, I guess, lifestyle choices that says that there aren't any rules and you can do it based on how you feel, you know, what is minimalism to you, what's decluttering to you. But I still feel like there's just an unspoken set of rules that if you're not following it or showcasing it or have the aesthetic of it online somewhere, then are you really a minimalist? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, you know, because of how online based it is to me, it's almost like, I don't know. I was telling, I was telling Jim earlier, it's like almost like this weird kind of like small conspiracy, but it's, (laughs) it's really not. It's just more of just like, I don't understand how, you know, these people that I see like do blog posts and they have like lifestyles about this, how they constantly tell other people how to be. But in reality, can you even do that? Well, what are some of the rules that they use or unspoken rules that you well, see? Unspoken. A lot of the unspoken rules that I see is more of like all the stuff. Like I'll give you an example. Like when I was doing the three, three, three challenge, uh, a lot, cause I went by the rules of that challenge because it was one specific thing. And the person who did it, I believe her name is Courtney and she has a book and everything. I can't remember what it is at the moment, but she said, if you're keeping clothing that is for sentimental value, toss it. 
straight up oh. toss it. And I was like, oh, okay. But to me, that doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. But to other people that, you know, I'll give an example of my mom. My mom has so many clothes that she's kept from the 80s when she was younger and thinner or whatever. And she, I keep telling her, I'm like, mom, you really don't need them because they're literally sitting, gathering dust in your, you know, in your armoire, in your closet, whatever. And for the longest time, she just kept kept keeping it because she's like, you know, these were $80 jeans and it looked so good in them. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, you can't wear them. They've been sitting in your closet for how long? That the $80 value is like non-existent. So I can understand from the quote minimalist perspective where that comes from. But say like you have a piece of clothing that, you know, either like somebody made you or, you know, was given to you by like somebody special and you don't want to forget that memory. Like I remember reading one of the things was like, if you have sentimental value attached to it, take a picture and let it go. And I was like, that's a little much but you know as that was a part of the rules there was the other part was if it brings you joy happiness or whatever then you keep it so it feels like there's just some kind of small line where like it doesn't make sense to me Mm because if you you can feel like sentimental about something and it still brings you joy but what 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 are you really supposed to do yeah so that's very confusing to me even though it doesn't affect me in any way it would affect other people that would have this conflicting issue mm-hmm. with a, whether it be a piece of clothing or a piece of something in their house or mm-hmm. anything really what the hell are you supposed to do with it when you have the same thing telling you to get rid of it but not get rid of it because it brings you joy but it sits there i don't i don't know yeah it's really confusing isn't it it sounds confusing and what i was saying about i was saying about two things when you were talking and it's one, uh, fashion as a piece of art. Yeah. And regardless if it's high fashion or not, like, like you were saying, your mom's clothes are from the eighties. That's yeah. a very specific time. Yeah. Um, and I could, you can even argue that's an artistic piece almost that's sitting in her closet, right. but it's there and it's, it has more value to in her. That, yeah. To her and the way it looks and everything. Another thing too, as far as sentiment, um, sentimental value and stuff is um the opposite i guess of minimalism which is hoarding yes and those are people who have too much sentimental value yes um and i think that that would be where the line is drawn yeah at what point are you keeping things because you like them that it becomes hoarding yes and that's and that's why it feels like such a gray area to me because there are some times where you can cross that barrier and it does become like it could be like a materialistic issue, but then it becomes like a diagnosable, like is a DSM five disorder now hoarding disorder mm-hmm. is a real thing. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. So, and those are the people that place sentimental value in things that like, like garbage and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff taken out of trash or stuff left on the side of the road. They feel like they need to keep it in order to live. That's on the extremist end of yeah. it. Yeah. But I think that would be the only, um, I don't know that's danger or I would just say it's like extremely unhealthy. Yeah. No, I mean, as far as you're saying, like drawing the line between throwing, like taking a picture of something mm-hmm. and throwing it away because it's sentimental value. Right. And then joy. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I think it's, it's, I think what 
I guess what minimalism or the act of it tries to have you do is figure out what is the most important in your life mm-hmm. when it comes to material things. Because a lot of what minimal, minimalism is is all about actual things, you know, and that kind of, like, brings it into the mindset of, you know, the whole decluttering mm-hmm. thing. But, you know, sometimes I feel like, also, the minimalist lifestyle is also a marketable lifestyle, as I just mentioned with, you know, brands. with the brands <laughs> doing it and people doing it, and it's all online, when I remember, you know, reading or watching something where, like, if you are, you know, minimalistic, is that a word? I think minimalist. It's minimalistic? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um... If you are that person, you know, you, it's more focusing on yourself. You're not on social media. You focus on your hobbies. You read. You don't buy a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You don't do this. But how do you market yourself as a brand of a minimalist if all you have to do is be online and market yourself? How, how do you, how do you find the give and take of that? Yeah. And I think it's just, um, when it comes to, I really like interior design. Oh, I love interior design. It looks yeah. so cool. And then I think at one point they just end up taking pictures of several corners. Yeah. And really focus. And then that's their whole, that's the whole Instagram. Well, yeah, that's the whole Instagram aesthetic. It's all about the quote negative space. And mm-hmm. you notice that in art a lot too. When there's just like so much like extra space, you can give the illusion of whatever is there. Yeah. But then that becomes the lifestyle. I guess. So it's, it's hard for me to, you know, differentiate between is this, you know, is this marketing, you know, for people to find the quote better life of being a minimalist or is this actually how you are? It's Mm -hmm. very blurred to me, especially from what I see online. (laughs) Well, you have to, you have to also take into account that these people tend to have several accounts. Oh, yes. So there's like, here's my interior design or mi- minimalist account. And then here's my personal one. And the personal one is one they'll post everything from them eating ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. I don't know, coffee. And then the rest would be how minimalist I am. Yeah. Um, and then I also think it's, and I might be going off topic here, but there's a, it ties a lot to like spirituality sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just picture of something with a lot of negative space and then a whole big paragraph explaining how Zen they are. Um, and you know, some people actually maybe are Zen and they are not minimalist in the way they type their explanations of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it also makes me think, well, in relation to that and also to the act of, you know, a minimalism lifestyle is there a true absolute zero like is there the possibility to quote achieve the ultimate like that's not the right word the like ultimate ultimate thank you <laughs> i know words um <laughs> is it possible to achieve the ultimate oh my god i can't <laughs> fucking say it <laughs> like in my head i'm like ultimate i could say ultimate okay Sam knows how to talk, everybody. Is it possible to reach the ultimate minimal lifestyle? Is it possible? Like, 100%. See, can you do it? It feels like a lot of these people are working up to it, but... But can you? But can you? What? 
Homelessness. Yes. So. <laughs> That's what you were saying yeah, the other day. Yeah. We were, we were talking about it and I thought, what, what can be the, you know, the absolute minimalist thing you can do? I was like, oh, not having material things is a lot of what I see it's based off of. Oh, so being homeless is considered <laughs> minimalist? Has anybody tried to market that yet? I don't know. Well, I think they call it um, nomads. Oh. Now. Nomads. They're which, not homeless because they have the money in the bank. They just. Yes. Which I actually, come to think of it, I remember seeing something on YouTube where this woman has no, she's got no home. She technically is a homeless nomad or mm-hmm. I don't know how the right appropriate term to use. But she works from home. She literally sublets apartments mm-hmm. anywhere. And when I was watching the video at the time, she was living in Australia. So I might know who you're talking about. You might. Yeah. Did she have long brown hair? Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. So, you know, I don't remember her name because I watched it a long time ago. But I was watching, like, you know, minimalist things you can do around your house or around any anything. And I, I thought about that. I said, you know, if you have the money... Mm-hmm. That is a great idea because you don't have to worry about maintaining a house, mm-hmm. maintaining an apartment. You know, well, to be to be fair, I actually considered that. I considered in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I did consider being a digital nomad, and I think that's one of the terms because they work online. Yeah, uh, because a I am a writer. B a lot of my business, my side business at least, can be done yeah. solely online. Mm-hmm. And during the election, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where the fuck am I gonna go? Um, I actually did consider this, like, where can I stay? And I looked into different places, different countries, and how long you can be there. And usually six months um, as a tourist, and then you just hop on to another country yeah. in the meanwhile. So I can see for someone who has an adventurous spirit, yeah, uh, being a digital nomad is a would be great. But I think that's more about the adventurous spirit. Yeah. Than I kind it is of about, agree with that. Yeah. Then it is about being a minimalist. Um, of course that's, it ties into it, but yeah. I, I think the overall goal is different. Right. Um, or that, or, you know, you're running from the law or something <laughs> or from a fascist regime, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, um, yeah. I just, even if in my head, the, the type of minimalist I have, like, I have in my brain it um I could not imagine doing that as much as how great that sounds of not worrying about like paying for all this extra stuff and I remember her saying like she didn't have a car so there's no car payment Mm -hmm. no insurance payment to me that's half my bill that sounds like the (laughs) life okay my I love my car but my insurance is fucking expensive and my car payment is like 250 a month. So not having like paying $400 every month for my car, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let me like fucking yeah. live in Japan. I don't care. <laughs> but with my job right now, since it's not, you know, it's not marketing business, it's not anything that can be done online. That's not possible for me. Yeah. So it's more possible for you. So it understands you having that idea. Yeah. So what, what is it to say for people who just have like everyday jobs? How can you? have this minimal mindset when you have just the basics in life. Are you already considered a minimalist because of um, lack of finance? Because I thought it, no, I'm serious. It's, it's true. It's true. It's, lack it's of the, finance is a great way. It's to be a, a great minimalist. way to be a minimalist without even trying. <laughs> 
Seriously. And, and I mean, and not, not to be an asshole, but <laughs> I'm going to be an asshole. Yeah. I don't um, know why you even say it. That's okay. I think, um, how do I explain this? Um, it's a bad way to look at it, but how people say, oh, don't throw away your food because of the starving kids in another country. Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like that way too, that here we are, we are so privileged and we, we're so, we're in a country about with so much excess yeah. that we just have to throw it away. We just, oh, we're just too good for it. We just, we don't need and it. And you know what? That's a, you know what? You're right. Because, you know, being in America, this is a very privileged country and yeah. we do have that. And a lot of what I see with, you know, minimalism and what is going on, a lot of people that turn to minimalism, as I was explaining to Jem earlier, were people with, like, high-powered jobs that didn't feel happy. They Mm -hmm. had everything and more. Mm -hmm. So they decide to give it all up to live a simple life. Mm -hmm. So that's why... That's why, for me, it feels so confusing because I feel like you have to have that experience of having it all and then having nothing in order mm-hmm. to experience this mindset that it's being portrayed online. And not to mention, um, and I, I grew up, I wouldn't say extreme po- poverty, but below like the line. Yeah. And I can definitely see why we would save things yeah. for a rainy day. Yeah. You never know when you might need this trinket thing yeah. but we needed it that one time and we might need it again so i can see how we would you know not by not having too much we valued the little things we did have and right. would save it we wouldn't throw it away yeah. and literally any any piece of junk like um my computer i remember one, a computer died so we saved the pieces in case we could use it for another computer or yeah. you know build, build it build a new one yeah you know things like that that you think is just trash yeah um but so, it depends it depends on your perception of what is trash exactly yeah so yes. but again i think it's very easy to give things up when you've had it all but not so, but when you've had nothing yeah. and grow up with nothing, anything you have is valuable. Mm-hmm. Anything you come across is valuable. Mm-hmm. So, see, that's why that's why yeah. a lot of like a lot of this stuff is a gray area for me because of that. Growing up, you know, I you know I grew up when my parents were still married. We were what I would consider like below middle class. But then once my parents got divorced, we were you know skating on the poverty line and it was paycheck to paycheck worrying about where we were going to get food and worrying about this and I did notice that my mom like and my mom still does it too because of having that mindset for so long was you keep stuff just in case yeah so you know it's it's hard you know being an adult now and like having lived through that I I did notice that I would do that I would keep it there's never I'd be like, oh, you never know when I might need this. Mm -hmm. So then when I was starting to, like, figure out what minimalism is, it's more of, am I actually comfortable of getting rid of stuff that I've had for, like, 10, 20 years? Mm -hmm. Because I've been so stuck in this, you know, and I hate saying poverty-stricken, but, like, a financial, like, you know, pull of, like, I need to keep stuff or, you know, I need to buy stuff cheap or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was only because... We didn't have the money and I didn't have, I didn't make enough money. And in a way I still don't make enough money, Mm -hmm. but 
I am financially comfortable enough where I can pay my bills and have like a little tiny bit extra mm-hmm. left over. But, you know, I still got credit cards and shit. Like sometimes I like to lavish on myself. We all do yeah. treat yourself, you know, like it, it's a thing <laughs> and it's, it's great self care, but it's, you know, trying to, to do stuff or like a lot of what I see, you know, minimalism saying like, you don't, Buying stuff shouldn't make you happy, but like, mm. what if you didn't have the money to begin with and then you start buying things that makes you happy because you, mm-hmm. you don't feel like you're poor, Yeah, you know? So that's why a lot of this to me is a huge, big gray line where like, mm-hmm. is this really about people who've been privileged most of their life and realizing their privilege mm-hmm. and then getting rid of or quote, getting rid of that privilege? I almost poked whatever that was into my... Okay, I've been staring at it for a while. Have you really? I was just like, what is that? Don't get into my finger. <laughs> but, so it's, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know. So that's why it's, to me, it's very confusing. And what also confuses me too is when I look online and see people who, like, are minimalist, like, influencers, like, really famous people that have done documentaries or they run blogs or they do whatever on social media and they're very, quote, popular, they, they, um, they bring out either services or products that relate to the minimalist lifestyle, but then... But it's still products you have to but buy. But it's still stuff you have to buy. Mm-hmm. And that confuses me because... I get that you want to help people, quote, change their life, right? And now you, you know, now since you're becoming, quote, a brand or, you know, something like an influence on social media, you have to, like, upkeep that brand. So you have to sell things. I get that. But doesn't that go against what minimalism is? Yeah. Really? So it's it's hard. It's hard to balance both being you know, a brand and influencer on the internet and then in a sense practicing what you preach, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's it's very confusing when I see like I go on a website and I find that you can learn how to be a, li- um, a minimalist with a whole course work thing on how to declutter every aspect of your life to be simple, <laughs> but it starts with a low payment of $20. That doesn't seem minimalism to me. That just seems like I need money to live to tell other people how to be a minimalist, mm-hmm. please give me money. Yeah. Do do a Kickstarter. I don't know. I, I'm serious. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. That just reminded me of, like, doctors who say, here, like, be healthy, and here's a meal plan, but also here are some opiates. Like, <laughs> be healthy, but I'm going to sell, sell uh, you pharmaceuticals. I'm going to sell you pharmaceuticals <laughs> with my name on it because I need the money. Yeah. It, it, so. But that's, but all of that too is all a part of like the marketing and advertisement culture, which you can't help. So that's why I get it from that mm-hmm. perspective because I know about it. But if I'm just somebody who like wants to get into this, but say I'm fucking broke as hell, who's going to say I'm going to hand you $50 to tell me how to live? That's essentially what that's telling me. Yeah. It's like, let me tell you, let me inspire and encourage you how to live a simple life, but you got to pay me. Well, that's all influencers. I, I, I know, think, I know. I think it it rears its ugly head in minimalism Yeah. than any of than say the gym or um, any other influencers just because it's about taking away the excess yeah. fat from your life. Yeah. But 
they are become part of the excess themselves. Yeah. Um, it's an oxy, it's a weird oxymoron to yeah. me. And I just, I, I can't, I can't have it. You can't have it. I can't it. have it. <laughs> As someone who understands it from every, like, aspect, I can't mm-hmm. have it. But there are some people who, you know, have no idea how, like, you know, marketing and advertisements really work. So this is perfect for that market. Yeah. For the people who want these things, but will do anything to get them. So here, take my $20. Teach me how to be simple. That goes back to the demographic, though. Yes. That demographic of, oh, I've had too much stuff in my life. Yeah. I probably have too much money. Yeah. I'll give you some and tell me how to get rid of it. Yeah. 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 But then, too, like, you know, how I was saying that, you know, they also inspire and encourage you to, like, have a simple life. You know, how about just how about just go to fucking therapy? That can do the same thing. Well, yeah, we did discuss therapy <laughs> today. <laughs> like, I know that you know a lot of um a lot of minimalist influencers. They say you know doing this stuff might you know help ease your life and whatever. What if it doesn't? Yeah, and I think that's um I mentioned it earlier today, but you keep. Subtracting things from your life, but that reminds me of people who retract from their families yeah, too. Who when isolate they, themselves. They isolate themselves during a difficult time. So what happens when, let's say when with isolation, you have no one left or with minimalism, you have nothing left yeah. that you own or whatever. Yeah. At what point do you realize, okay, maybe my problem is deeper than material. Yeah. Maybe I need to see someone. Yeah. Um, how about you just start with seeing someone first? Yeah. And then go from there. But Before you get I don't, I, I really don't think from what I've seen, just based off of the stuff that I follow or I've seen in the past, none of that is really mentioned. No. It's all about like what minimalism is, how to like, you know, simplify your life at, in your home, at your job, with your mind, with, the internet, not going on the internet too much and looking through Facebook and blah, blah, blah. I get that. But is that, is it honestly at the core really, really going to help somebody who feels like they're stuck well, in a rut mentally? No, because I think all of this stuff, if you do have too much stuff, if you are spending too much time on social media, then these are just symptoms of a greater problem. Exactly. And removing, removing material crap from your life is, I feel like just a band-aid. Yeah. Um, and it will only hold for so long. But if you do have a, if you have a wasteful, um, lifestyle or something like that, then just, you know, seek professional oh, help. help. If it's an actual problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we're saying this on a general sense because this could be anybody and nobody. You know, there might, <laughs> yeah. they're not, there might not be anybody who experiences this, but you know, it's stuff you gotta think about when it comes mm-hmm. to certain lifestyle choices like these. Yeah. I mean, and by all means, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind trying out minimalism, um, for, uh, what is it, spring cleaning? <laughs> yeah. Which is, you yeah. know, when, I remember doing the, the clothing challenge a lot of, it was a lot of emphasis on that because you do it every three months. So during mm-hmm. the turn of each season. Yeah. And I think I started it during the springtime. It was like spring cleaning for your clothes. Yeah. I was like, you know, you don't really need a challenge for that. Mm-hmm. But it does. What it did show when I did do it was how much clothes I actually wore mm-hmm. and which ones I completely forgot I had once it was done with. And then once I was done, I got rid of a lot of clothes. 
some of them I gave to Jem, and the, a lot of it I donated, but I donated it to a place where I know it will get used. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel bad about getting rid of it because I know it's helping somebody else. It's not yeah. helping me. So I'm not throwing, I'm not just throwing it in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm giving it to somebody in need. So it's, you know, that makes me feel better. And that brings me the joy, not even just getting rid of the clothes. It's mm-hmm. making sure that they are going to be used by somebody who yeah. will actually use it instead of it sitting in my closet and gathering dust. Yeah. Like it's all about balance. I think I've said that for other things too, but that's really all it, all it is. Like don't, I don't think minimalism should be a lifestyle. I think it should be a thing you try out. Yeah. Spring cleaning, summer cleaning. Yeah. And and it's Um, fun. At least to me, it's fun. It can be fun. You know, go through your stuff. I'm that person who, when she's cleaning, ends up wearing all the jewelry she owns. (laughs) I do that too with my clothes. Oh my God. So you look at this ring. Look at all the rings I have. Yeah. And Um, I, and I go through it every once in a while when I just feel like, you know, when do I need this stuff? And then I go through it and then I remember, you know, the memories it has brought me and I keep as much as I know what it are still going to bring me joy when I look at them the next time and the rest I give away. I will say though, there was one time I did wish I wasn't minimalist, minimalist. Um, and that was during hurricane Irma. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's when I really freaking felt it. I know, like, I, you think I'm bad now? When I was preparing for that hurricane, all I could think of is, why do I have so much shit? All the shit's gonna get ruined. I was so scared. Dude, okay, oh my god. So, um, I was basically, I kind of made myself in charge yeah. of my apartment. Um, because, I don't know, I just felt better, mm-hmm. um, being in charge of, like, making sure everything was okay. So what I kept thinking of, okay, we have these really big windows. So I need to get rid of all the projectiles. <laughs> so um, I stuffed everything in my closet. I took down all the books. And at the end, right before the hurricane hit, all that was left in my actual room was my bare bed mm-hmm. and my empty books bookshelf. You just achieved the minimalist lifestyle. Congratulations. I did. Right? Congratulations. I did. <laughs> I mean, everything else. Was if like, only you had like an Instagram aesthetic photo, you'd be set. You, I you, actually do. <laughs> you are a minimalist influencer. Congratulations. I had no, I think my plants were in my bathroom. <laughs> my plants were in my bathroom. My books were in the closet. Um, and yeah, that was, yeah. Wow. See, I, my clothes are, in closet. you want to know what I did with all my stuff? I threw it in like endless amount of bags and just shut it in my closet. And mm-hmm. that was, that was it. I like, yeah. I like cleaned my room, like thoroughly cleaned it and like threw so much stuff in bags. And I'm like, why am I throwing these in bags? I don't need this stuff. This just needs to go in the garbage. But then I'm like, no, I can't put it in the garbage. Cause what if like we get a tornado in the middle of the hurricane <laughs> and then it'll projectile everywhere and my shit will be all over the street. I was, I was a mess. <laughs> I was a mess. Dude, okay. Down to the wire. Um, cause my roommate left to be with her family. So I moved around their furniture and like stacked it against the balcony doors. Oh my god. Just in case, like, yeah. that open, like, it sounds like some resistance. It was, it looked like we had moved out. <laughs> <laughs> the thing you do when there's a, you know, impending national disaster, like, you gotta, you gotta pedal to the metal. Man. Dude, I was sure Florida was gonna. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> go I, away. I was, I was scared that we weren't gonna have a house. Yeah. So, you know, it, 
it was it was a big deal at the time. But then afterwards, once the hurricane was done, I I went through all my stuff, mm-hmm. and I got rid of a lot of stuff solely based on the anxiety I had when I was packing it up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't. I was like, no, I don't need all this crap. No, I'm gonna sell it. I'm gonna get rid of it. I can't mm-hmm. deal. Nope, no, no. And I just I just went through everything, yeah. and I felt so much better afterwards, only because. I told myself if I ever need to leave because of another hurricane, I have less less shit to bring. That's true. That was my only motivation. But that is a good motivation because it's practical, (laughs) especially (laughs) if you live here in Florida. Very, very practical. And being, you know, somebody who, you know, isn't married, doesn't have kids, you know, you don't need a lot of shit. So that's good. That's true. It's only until you get, like, seriously coupled moving you know, get married or whatever, that's when you're like, crap, I have a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit here. Which I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, David. Not if you're listening. (laughs) I'm not. He's got way more stuff than me. He has so many comic books and I'm like, oh my God, that's just, there's just so much stuff. It's it's a lot of stuff. I mean, he keeps it very organized and very proud of him, but I, that's a lot of stuff. It's a lot. I'm even thinking of getting rid of some of my books that I have just like, Um, uh, I know, but I know. I know. I know. (laughs) I know, but I bought a bunch of new books, so I feel like I have to like cycle. Like, I know. <laughs> are you are you are you telling me are you telling me not to be minimalist? Is that what you're telling me? I'm telling you, books are I know holy relics, <laughs> and you don't just toss them aside like they're nothing. I know, I know. But then I'm like, you know, I have, you know, I keep all of my school books because I know, you know, I'm gonna be professional and I'm gonna need them. See, that's what I said, and I still have. I haven't touched my books from college. Well, maybe one or two, but I still have like a calculus book in there. Oh my god, get shred that or something. <laughs> Why do you have a calculus book? You don't need that in your current line of well, work. I I still want to try no, you, and no, learn it one no, day. No, you know, you're not gonna know. We we both know that is a fucking pipe dream. Just get just get rid of it. Get rid I of take online. Does anybody can... does anybody want a free calculus book? We'll send it to you. Like seriously, like she ain't That's gonna true. she ain't gonna use it. She ain't. I'm telling you right now. I take online courses all the time. Not not in math. Yeah, no, 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 no. Come on, stop kidding yourself, girl. Please, girl, please. Get over yourself. Um. So yeah, that was our talk on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I would I I do I do want to say that you know. Everybody's going to have a different opinion on it if you even know what it is. And I invite anybody who's listening to talk to us about it or maybe talk to me more about it because I know a lot more about it than Jen does personally because I've I've done stuff that are minimalist-like. I'm too messy to even attempt it. I think it's that's a pipe dream for me. Yeah, that might be a pipe dream. Because <laughs> if I ever tried to do it with her, she'd freak out that I'd be giving away all of her stuff. And she would think it's See, a lot. The things I, okay, I own clothes, books, and witchy stuff. You even touch one of my books, girl. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be books. It'd be okay. probably, it'd probably be like half your closet and she'd freak out. I could, actually, I could do a thing. Can you? I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah, we are still on the floor. Yeah, I can, I can. You're, you're, the amount of clothes you have is like probably double, if not three times more than what I have. Yeah, and I probably wear like. A third of it? A fifth. Like wow. nothing. I've been wearing the same like four dresses <laughs> for like months. And that's how you be a minimalist. Uh, but <laughs> I might need the other no! one. No, <laughs> no. Give it to the needy. I'm needy. <laughs> yeah, but are you using it, Miss Needy? 
I might need no. have a couple of cute black that's dresses. What, that's what there. hoarders say. Okay, I might need it. Don't 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 get into that maladaptive might, behavior. Might need it. No, she don't, don't need it. But anybody who wants to join the conversation on what they think minimalism is, if they've tried it, at- if you're pro minimalist and you feel like we grossly misunderstood something, <laughs> which we probably did, we we might have. We're not we're not a hundred percent for the minimalist movement, and that's okay. But, but just let us know why you like it. Yeah, let us know. You know, at Reply Us on Twitter, we're way more active on Twitter than we are on anything else. Yeah. So you either can at Reply Us at our our uh, podcast Twitter, which is uh, WNT Podcast. Or um, Want Podcast. Or Want Podcast. Mm. People might need to have it spelled out. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Just, I'm trying to be professional. This is me trying to be professional. professional. Yeah, because I, I still can't talk. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> or you can at reply us on our own Twitters. Um, my Twitter is smtha underscore mafia. And what is yours? Oh, do you not want to spell out mafia? They might need to know how to spell it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Girl, I see. I, you know what? I'll fucking do it. Okay. <laughs> So my Twitter handle is S-M-T-H-A underscore M-A-F-I-A. Samantha <laughs> <you> Mafia. <laughs> Mine um, is just Jen Blackthorne. Fuck, I'll have to spell this shit out. <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting, bitch. <laughs> I'm waiting. D-E-M-B-L-A. She's signing it to me, too. <laughs> T-H-O-R-N. Good job! Yay, we know how to spell. So, yeah, please, uh, we would love an active conversation about what minimalism is to other people besides ourselves. Just because we, we want some other opinion. See what it's like. Respectful opinions. Respe- yes, respectful opinions only. I have one life rule, and that's don't be a dick. <laughs> I think it applies to everything, really. But what about Richard? Richard is the only exception. <laughs> He can be a dick because he gets me dick, and occasionally tacos. But oh, nice! nice. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. I'm like, how is that possible? Wait, no, I know. <laughs> I literally had to think about it. How did she? How does the phone give her tacos? It'd be oh. easier about how to use like an eggplant thing. And yeah, then, and then tacos would have been. You know what would be really funny? Uh-huh. If there was like a phone case with the eggplant emoji, and then I could just give it to you, so it is the dick phone. There probably is. Oh my god, I gotta look on Amazon after we're done. <laughs> I have to find this. I'm sure it's a real thing. Probably some random place in like Japan or something makes something like that. I <laughs> bet you, and it'll be so cheap. It'll be great. Um. Okay. So horoscope and tarot time. Yes. Horoscope and tarot time. Who usually goes first? Is it me or you? It's you. Okay. Then you need it. Uh, Oh, I, oh, so we're, so you're, you're. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna handle the, the big cards. Oh no! Oh! <laughs> oh no! That's my water! Is there any water in there? No. Oh, okay, good. You'll <laughs> be fine. I basically kicked a glass of water. <laughs> this is what happens when we do, you know, ratchet ass podcasts on the floor. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's all good. It's okay, we secretly ratchet, it's cool. Yeah. Oh, I want to give, I told, I told them I would do this. Um, I'm going to give my coworkers a shout out. Hey guys. Hi coworkers. I, I don't know. <laughs> my coworkers listen to the podcast. I love you guys. Actually, I know the perfect way to get to know them. How? Um, they each sent a bottle 
of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and they write their, I mean, they sharpie their name on them. Oh my God. So I'll know who it is and I'll be like Moscato. Is this person? Oh my God. No. no. I, I don't know anyone. No, no, no. You know what? That'd be really funny. But if I, I don't know if they'd be willing to do that. Hey guys, if you're willing to do that. Just, just use your employee discount. It's fine. You won't have to pay a thing. We all know that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to my coworkers. I love you guys for putting up with me and talking about dumb shit at work. And I also want to give a special shout out because I told him I would, uh, to my coworker, Eric and his Moana loving face he's in right now. I just want to let everybody know that my coworker, <laughs> Eric, let me describe him to you. He is, I want to say, Six three, six five. He's tall. Okay. Yeah. He's a tall, intimidating upon first glance male who <laughs> literally went into very deep conversation with me last week how much he fucking loves Moana and he'll just play the soundtrack when he like is driving home from work. Let me tell you, when he told me that, I couldn't get a grip. I was crying, like <laughs> laughing. And I, like, couldn't, I couldn't breathe. And I, like, every time I tried to calm myself down, I would just think of it again, and I would just start laughing. And I'm, and someone behind me was like, I think you broke her. And I was broken. And I, <laughs> I have not laughed so hard in such a long time. But I just wanted everyone to know that. So if we ever, ever become a popular podcast, I just want Eric to know that everybody knows about your Moana thing. <laughs> well, By I mean- the way... I mean, the the rock is in it, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That you know, the it rock is, is in it's it. Great. That's the universal stamp of approval. Yeah. No, I told I mean, him once I finally like got myself together. I said, I just want to let you know that you're a wonderful human being. No. That's what I told him. I was like, that was. I was like, you made my day telling me that. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but you seriously made my day. So okay, so I just want you to know since you were talking about work while you were shuffling, this oh. is be about work. Oh fuck, <laughs> I might as well be. That's fine. Okay, I, I'm manifesting the work energy into the cards. <laughs> just so you know, that's fine. Alrighty, all right, I'm ready. Bring it on. Queen of Pentacles. Ooh, that means money. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Money. The chariot. The chariot? Chariot. 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 And the ten of wands. Oh, okay. And the The summary summary card card is the king of swords. Ooh, I've never gotten this many of these things. Of the kings? No, of just relating to anything but cups. Ever. That's true. You this is like one of, ones. yeah, I always get emotional ones, but when it comes to work, I never do for some reason. <laughs> yeah. All right, bring it on. Okay. Queen of Pentacles, um, usually a gardener for some reason. But, <laughs> I mean, this is work related, but I'm just saying, cause I'm like, I'm like, um, let me be your hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I got that kind of money, honey. I would. I I don't make. Oh my god! I'm so sorry I did that, but I'm not sorry. At the, I don't make sugar daddy money yet. But maybe not someday. not it not yet not yet. No. Okay, so Queen of Pentacle, very um, um, satisfied, good with the money, happy. Um, the chariot, you can see it's it's about moving forward, but there might be two different directions because if you look, there's like um the black and the white in the bottom. Right. Here. Mm-hmm. Um. So 
moving forward, but might be in different directions. And the Ten of Wands, you can see um, his face or the way he's going is kind of covered by the wand. Right. Um, and that's a bit, it has, it alludes to a feeling of being overwhelmed. Right. Um, so this might mean a decision having to do with moving forward in a new direction, but mm-hmm. it might be a bit much or a bit overwhelming or something like that. Um, but then the King of Swords just kind of means that whatever decision you do make, it will be the very logical one, which... Legit, what I talked about in therapy today. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> no joke! Well, that, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I did talk about my job and what's potential happening to me in, like, the long term and stuff, so that just makes me think of a lot of what I talked about in therapy today and also what like my job in general entails long term and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's two different sides to it and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bore you with the details, but Yeah. Well it, it might be a little overwhelming, but I think especially with the Queen of Pentacles being there, um the right decision will be made. It just might be a bit much in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Well So I is definitely- that horoscope? Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. No, you good. Girl, you good. All right. I was going to do something different because apparently this website has so many different things. Oh, hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. Da, 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 they, have tar- they, have, they have tarot on here. No. I'm not going to. Only my tarot. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. I'm going to do a quickie one. <laughs> not quickie. Yeah. We are on the floor already. So. Yeah. We're already there. So <laughs> we might as well go. All the way. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's your quickie horoscope. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so weird saying that. Here's, here's your quickie. Like, I'm presenting it to you on a plate. Like, bam, bam, boom. Bam, bam, boom, bitch. Here you go. All right. Um, it says, communication is more than words. Heard the, heard the one about the picture in a thousand words? Question mark. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am a communicator by trade and by everything, so yeah. Yeah, sure. All right, let me. Let I feel me. Like I got just on that one. <laughs> That's okay. All right. It's like you're in school. You have a hall and you have a hall pass for the day. Enjoy the freedom. So essentially, this is my day off from work. So this is kind of like freedom. Okay. So sure, sure, okay. yeah. Yeah, the cookie ones suck. Yeah, I wasn't too impressed. <laughs> I, I'm never doing that again. I'm sorry to uh, be very underwhelming with the horoscopes. But oh, we got like, five more minutes if you want to try. Like, oh, Hold on, let me try. Like, You know what? I'm going to do something weird. Let's do... Mm-hmm. Oh, they have numerology right here. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I have to pay for it. Fuck that. <laughs> I ain't paid for it. I want free. <laughs> I want free. You want to do a sex horoscope? Let's do that. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Oh god, my Oh okay, my what? No. What's <laughs> mine? Okay, what wow, this is very long. Get it, girl. Alright, let me see. Okay, it's cause it's for the month. Okay. So my monthly sex horoscope. Oh my god, this is gonna be, <laughs> this might be potentially embarrassing. Alright. It's hard to find that portal to romance when Mercury is in retrograde. Oh, that's right. Mercury's in retrograde. There's a lot of shit you can't do when Mercury's in re- retrograde. So I mean <laughs> sure. You could easily slip into the wrong door, and you, ultra-romantic cancer, need to enter through the proper emotional entrance. My God. <laughs> Don't go to the wrong hole. 
Oh my God. So many, so many bad experiences <laughs> for you. High drama is a plus, but leave it, leave out the risky situations. When a sexy stranger does walk through your office door, you can see something in his or her eyes or feel a chill up your spine indicating that this could be a go. I'm in a relationship horoscope. I just love where you work and that's just not. <laughs> I mean, that shit's happened to me though. What? I, well, not, not like me trying to go after somebody, but people trying to go after me. Uh. That's happened to me before. So, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Sure. I don't want to, I don't want it. All right. Meanwhile, the new mood in Aries on April 15th is nudging you towards action. Mm. Speaking of action, there is plenty of ex- aggressive behavior in your career as well as your erotic life. <laughs> Make sure the romantic actions on your turf and far away from the work scene. What are you trying to tell? I think it will be just on I, location. I, I, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> on the 17th, when Saturn turns retrograde, nostalgia seems to be knocking at your door. Gourmet, take out a four-poster and a and candlelight are the path to seduction. Am I in a romance? What? Am I in a romantic comedy? What is this? Does he take out? Yeah, take out. Gourmet take out. What is that? That's not. There's no gourmet take out. That's not real. Actually, yeah, let's make this now. Cappy's p- Pizzeria now has vegan cheese, so I'm down for a, a pizza date. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck yeah. April 7th. Oh, no, wait. I'll, I'll be in Chicago. Never mind. Oh, you suck. That's okay. <laughs> All right. You could be working around some hard time constraints. I, I do already. Especially on April 29th when the full moon is in shrewd Scorpio, shines its light on career matters while you have heavy-duty sexual matters on your mind. Oh. The good news is that you'll find time for both love and career in April. Okay. In your whole life, I mean. I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you All right. should. All right. What's yours? Oh, God. Dun, 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 dun. We might have to do these more often, but we'll do like a once a month. If I get a baby thing in there. So. Oh, my God. You won't. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell our audience that. Our um, audience. I was um, taking another divination type course. And I got a baby again. And my mentor was like, please don't get pregnant. <laughs> Practice safe sex. That was basically, I got a huge lecture about safe sex from my mentor in front of like four of the strangers. And I'm like, okay. All right, thanks. <laughs> All right, let's see. With a Mars-Saturn conjunction in your 12th house of behind-the-scenes love on April 2nd, which was yesterday, mm-hmm. mind you. Carefree Aquarius is going to have a hard time keeping an affair secret on the first day or two of the month. Girl, what you doing? I can't say. <laughs> I can't you tell. aren't good at subterfuge, and you will almost certainly leave a trail of crumbs. Hence the hair comment from earlier. It knows. <laughs> the horoscope is so, like, come on. It's spilling the tea. It's spilling the tea. <laughs> With Mars in this house position, rest assured that a love affair during this time will be greatly enhanced. Your partner or aspiring partner finds you very special. He or she can see that you are the one that got away in the hearts of many, and you remain that wistful affair to remember. Salt? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it coming back? Is it coming back? <laughs> Where are you? Hopefully, he or she is the one who finally reels you in. When it comes to love, the new moon in blustery Aries, along with Mercury turning direct on the 15th, could provide that dreaded foot-in-mouth blunder. <laughs> there could also be the kind of rash behavior that leads... Wait, what date was that? I'm sorry. April 15th? I'll be in Chicago. Oh, no! <laughs> 
trouble. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. You'll find out April 15th and let me know. <laughs> there could also be a kind of rash behavior that leads the two of you into a prematurely passionate encounter. You do love to be in love, even if it's done in an offbeat kind of way and isn't the stable love a partner yearns for. Mile high club. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> the full moon in Scorpio on April 29th encourages all the right erotic moves and quirky dialogue. And that's it. I don't do quirky dialogue. <laughs> I'm that person like, so we're going to bang or what? <laughs> no dirty talk. Oh, no, I can't. No dirty talk. I, I kind of giggle at that. Today. It's okay, me too. I'll be like, ew, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> I'm like, just shut up. Just don't talk to me. So, speaking of stuff talking, <laughs> I think I think it's over. I think we're done. Uh, just to reiterate all social media things, our, our Twitter and Instagram are wantpodcast. And if you want to email us, email us too. We are open to suggestions for anything, mm-hmm. as long as it's, I don't know, PG, thirteen. That sounds disrespectful. It can, it can be rated R as long as it's respectful. Yeah, respectful R rated. Is that is that a real thing in movies? Well, know. that's what the R stands for, isn't it? Respectful. <laughs> wow, that was so. <laughs> that was so after school special. I don't know. <laughs> Wow! All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to step back for a second or slide back because I'm on the floor. Um, so yeah, yeah. one podcast at gmail dot com. Yes, and um, um, if you want to contact us, social media, we're on. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and Jim's on Twitter. So and Instagram. Well, you don't use Instagram that much. I uh, people slide into my DMs. Do they really? They actually do. Wow. So I, I'm people available. still people still do that. Oh yeah, what? Yeah, I've obviously have not been single in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like sliding into DMs is like a myth. I don't really think that. Happens. Oh no, it happens. Oh. It happens a lot more on Instagram than Twitter for me. But I mean, yeah. yeah, no, the only time that happened to me was on Facebook. It was weird, and this guy told me that my. My smile was like electric or something, and I was mm. like, "Who the fuck are you?" Oh no, I had this person who I um, tried to contact me through Messenger <laughs> because I um, I was on this page for uh, how do you call it? Essentially orgies. Oh, um, they're but classy orgies. It's, oh, it's really hard to explain. Okay, <laughs> but basically, I trust you. Basically, um, there are these orgy parties that are hosted around the world. And I had ex- expressed interest in the one in Spain, and this guy messages me uh, because the men need to go with a woman. W- women can go alone, but men need to go with a woman. So he's like, "Hey, I'm interested in going to the Spain one. Can I go with you?" I was like, "I what? No, no, <laughs> no." So anyway, anyway, we're so off topic. Anyway, contact us. Uh, Send send us um, reviews and rate us on iTunes and download us on SoundCloud. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time or hear us next time. Would that make more sense? I think we're just gonna stop. We're this we're now. just gonna stop this now. Okay, okay bye. Bye.